0: Well, hey, beautiful people, and welcome back to another episode of Faith and Friends. I'm your host, your sister in Christ, and your biggest fan, Georgia Brown. And truly, I am so grateful that you are here today. A couple weeks ago, we started season five of Faith and Friends, and we began a series on prayer. That very first episode, it was you and I, and we talked about the only thing that the disciples asked Jesus to teach them. No, it wasn't raising the dead. Nope, it wasn't even casting out demons or doing miracles. It was to teach them how to pray. And so today we pick up in this series as we look at our Father in heaven. Father, This is such a beautiful subject to talk about. And I can't think of a better friend to talk about this with than my real life sister in the Lord, a girl that I get to do life with here in good old Tennessee that I love so much that I just was bursting at the seams. I told her I felt like, you know, that cinnamon roll where you like hit it on the counter and it's just busting. I just felt like I was busting at the seams to share this conversation with you, to share Kiara with you. She is an amazing young woman of the Lord leading this generation by force. Knowing the power of her father and her story is so, so beautiful. And so as we just dive in, I want you to know that you are welcome here. No matter how you feel about this subject of a father or just God in general as going to him in prayer. I pray that today's conversation feels so safe. And so sweet knowing that you are loved already. He loved you first. And that your brokenness is welcome here. And we're going to lead you right to the great physician, the healer, the great I am. Your father in heaven. And he loves you and he sees you. And so, y'all. I just pray this conversation blesses you. It blessed me. I'm so grateful for this amazing woman of God. So y'all, I just cannot wait. Let's just dive right in. Kiara Clark, I cannot believe that we're doing this. I'm so honored to have you here. Thank you so much, friend. (laughs) Seriously, like, you're one of my favorite humans. You are so special and so kind. And when I started coming to church and you led the young adults, I remember my first time coming to young adults and just sitting there and sitting under your teaching of what the Lord had been sharing with you in the secret place. I literally just sat back and I relaxed for the first time in a while where I was like, I can glean from this. Like my sister, someone in the same generation as me that gets it, that understands what I'm going through that truly spends time with the savior knows her
1: father Mm. it was just so beautiful and so i'm just pumped for this time together i remember the first (laughs) when you came to young adults first and like when new people join the group most of the time you have to like really pull them in to like interact with people like you want to make sure that they feel welcome but with you I did not have to do that you just like (laughs) jumped in the deep end like you just started walking around talking to everybody and you didn't even say hi to me first like you talked to everybody else and you were just like hey y'all I'm Georgia (laughs) but deep down I was so nervous but the Lord like you did not show it girl he gave me a
0: pep talk in the car he's like (laughs) you're getting out of this car right now and you're going and I'm like but I'm kind of nervous he's like Do it scared. Just go. Yeah. Do it anyway. I'm like, okay. Step out of the boat, Georgia. Yes. (laughs) Because I needed it. I need young people, and we all do. And so Mm -hmm. that's why we're here today. Like we're here to talk about our faith with our friends to go deeper. And I just am so pumped for everybody to hear your story today. It is beautiful. Like we come to know Mm -hmm. Jesus, and we overcome the enemy by the blood of the Lamb and the word, the testimony, and. They love not their lives even unto death. And that's yeah. how you live your life. You, you even said this before we started. Just us having girl talk. Now it's, you know, God talk all the time. But you were saying like, I don't care if everybody likes me. I don't want them to. It's not yeah. about that. And so, girl, the Lord has done a lot in your life.
1: Oh, Thank you, friend. I, um, you know, I would not, I, I would definitely not be where I am right now without the lord and Mm. i when you asked me to come on your podcast it was almost as if the lord was like all right Mm. gear it up let's go let's go and so i'm i'm so excited to do this like you have no idea what this did for me personally Mm. like not just what the lord is going to do in this podcast but what how it's ministered to me personally so i want to thank you friend (laughs)
0: Hallelujah, and also, thank you, Jesus, for this space, yes. because girl, there were so many times that I almost gave up on this podcast. I was like, "What am I doing? Oh, what really? am I doing? But I love it, yeah, like to just sit and to just mm-hmm. share it's so powerful, and so, oh, sister, take us back. I know a little bit of your story, but I don't really know all of it, and you just share as much or as little as you want as the Holy Spirit leads, girl,
1: okay, um. Let's start when I was just a little, little infant baby. Mm-hmm. So um, my mom and my biological father, yeah, um, they were dating, they had me, um, and then he actually left when I was around one or two. Mm-hmm. Um, he got in trouble with the law, so he joined the military and kind of ran. So growing up, I didn't necessarily have a father figure, and so um, my mom also grew up While she was raising me, she was always high. She was always on some type of pill, some type of medicine. So I grew up not only without a father figure, but I also grew up in kind of an angry home. Mm. Um, There was just always so much anger and so much addiction growing up. And so when she got clean and the Lord, you know, yanked her up out of the ditch, (laughs) literally out of the ditch, ditch, she was overdosed in a ditch and God was like, I'm going to call you. And so when God literally pulled her up out of the ditch, And we started going to going to church. I was like, oh, absolutely not. I was like, (laughs) I I was in sixth grade. Wow. And so, uh, you know, growing up, there's just just so much hurt and so much, you know, bitterness kind of. And I looked at God through a broken father lens because of my earthly father that left. And so the way I looked at God was through so much like brokenness and so when we first started going to church, I was like, oh, absolutely not. Like, <laughs> I am not going to be a church kid. Mm-hmm. I, 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 this is just not for me. And so like, I would go with my mom on Sundays, you know, cause I'd be in Sunday school or like youth group or something. And so I would just go like for the fun of it. Yeah. Um, and then I turned, I'm going to say 14, I hit high school Um, I had an encounter with the Lord eighth grade summer. So a couple months before I hit high school, I went to uh, church camp Fort Bluff church camp. That's where I got born again. I had a mountaintop experience. It was literally beautiful. Um, but then I came home. You know, we always do. We have that three day getaway with the Lord, and then we lose the fire. Um, so I hit high school. I fell into the wrong crowd probably immediately. Like. Within the first three days, I fell into the wrong crowd. So I started hanging out with people much older than me. I dropped all my friends that were my age. I was like, y'all are too immature for me. I'm 14, going on 30. Like, (laughs) I can't hang out with y'all. Y'all are too immature. I got to hang out with older people. So I started hanging out with like juniors and seniors. And uh, which put me in certain situations I should not have been in at 14 years old. (laughs) So I actually uh, started getting addictions. Uh, I got addicted to vaping, to alcohol, to drugs. I mean, you name it, I was doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did that when I was freshman year, sophomore year. And then sophomore year, I actually entered um, an abusive relationship with someone who was 19 years old. So I was 15 and he was 19. Mm-hmm. And uh, that that was a very dark year and a half of my life. Very dark year of my life I won't even go into all of it 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 was very intense it was very abusive very toxic um so then I hit junior year I'm about 17 I broke up with him good I was like I can't do this anymore yeah uh I went to a party uh and I got super intoxicated I mean I'm talking like really into I was slurring my words I was it was really bad uh which ended up putting me in a very bad situation that mm-hmm. night. And the following morning, I woke up and I was like, I cannot live like this anymore. No. I There's just, it's too much. And I just can't do it anymore. So then I started getting very depressed. Um, I started self-harming and very suicidal. I hit 18 and I decided that I wanted to take my own life. Mm. I just couldn't do it anymore. There's too much, too much brokenness yeah. and i felt like i i couldn't fix it because no. i couldn't no but i i thought there was no hope there's no hope for me and mind you i'm st- i'm going to church and i'm now a pastor's kid yep like i i turned a pastor's kid at at 15 16 when my mom and dad got married so i'm i'm a pastor's kid feeling this way yeah at 18 years old and i i knew of god but just like scripture says i knew god but i denied the power thereof yeah and so i i he was my, he was my back burner option. God, I put God on a back burner on my life. And so I decided one night that I couldn't do it anymore. So I got on my, my bedroom floor. I'm, I'm bawling my eyes out. I'm a complete emotional wreck. I just had like a manic episode and I, I have a bottle of pills in one hand and then I have a bottle of, of vodka in the other. And I'm like, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. So I, I put the pills in my hand. I empty out the bottle. I put it all in my hands. And I, as before I put it into my mouth, I said, God, if you're here, if you're real, if you love me, you have to save me. I can't do this anymore. I can't do this without you. And it's as if like, like the Holy One of heaven, like mm-hmm. took his hand and smacked the pills out of my hand. Like they just all fell from my hand Wow. and almost immediately you know how the bible says immediately instantly in that moment the arms of the father just wrapped around me georgia like Mm -hmm. it was nothing i'd ever experienced before like it was my first time truly experiencing the presence of god and he just like wrapped around me and i heard for the first time out loud like the the audible voice of god come on and he said daughter and like it (sighs) was like the woman with the issue of blood but for me, I was known as the woman with depression. I was the woman with suicidal thoughts. I was the woman with uh, alcoholic issues. Like, but in that moment, God was like, you aren't those things anymore. Yeah. You are, you are my daughter. You are mine. I've called you. I have chosen you and I have a plan for you. I've anointed you. I've set you apart. You are a church upon a hill mm-hmm. and you will be the light into the darkness. And I just completely like dropped everything. I dropped my friends. I, I, literally everything and then I met my husband wow got married he got born again and now we do ministry together Uh uh-huh full-time full-time ministry that's my job it is all of you yeah you are all in and it was Mm -hmm. a moment it was a moment in that moment suddenly suddenly Mm -hmm. when he called you daughter
0: yeah daughter okay What did it feel like to be called daughter when you have been probably called many other names that have really what I know now as word curses. Back in the day, I didn't know. I just, Mm -hmm. they felt like bruises to the skin that truly hurt. No, it wasn't a broken bone, but when you would press those buttons, it hurt. And you just didn't even want to be touched anymore. Don't even talk to me. Mm -hmm. Tell me what it felt like to be called daughter.
1: It was like a breath of fresh air. Mm. It was like, it was like I'd been drowning. Like I had been drowning and every once in a while I could get up for like a millisecond of fresh air, but then the world would just put me back under. Mm -hmm. Like I couldn't, I could only get little momentary release because that's what the world offers you temporary pleasures. Yeah. And so I got temporary pleasures, but I was drowning. It was like, I, I, it's like somebody was holding my head underwater Yeah. and then God said, daughter and like whatever suddenly. was holding me under suddenly wasn't there anymore and i came shooting up out of the water i thought i, I probably flew out of the water <laughs> i had so much holy ghost fire in me i probably yeah. like, shot up and flew up and and flew around over the water like, i wasn't under it i was flying over it that's what it felt like it was just a breath of, of fresh air Whew!
0: that's that's so powerful and to the friend that's listening, that's like, I, I wish I could experience mm. that. I wish I yeah. could have that. Or they're in the middle of that, well, mm-hmm. temporary fix of, oh, well, he says I'm beautiful. Or, yeah. you know, he's yeah. nice to me sometimes. Or if, if I don't speak up, maybe he won't hit me. Or I'll just go to this mm-hmm. party and, you know, whatever will be there will be there. The drugs, the alcohol, yeah. whatever. And then I'll just forget about it in the morning. Mm-hmm. What would you say to that friend that really is in the pit right now?
1: What I would say is what I went through. Mm. What I would do is I would wake up all of that pain and that guilt and that shame would hit me almost immediately Mm. waking up and I would struggle with it all day that the only thing I thought I could do to numb it would be to take drugs or Mm. to drink. So yeah, you can go do that stuff. Go ahead. And you can think that it, that it takes it away. But I guarantee you that you will wake up feeling the same way the next morning. Yeah. Because like I said, the world only offers you temporary pleasure. So in that moment, that couple of hours that you are drunk or that you are high or that you are with that, that boy or that girl. Yeah. That, that'll feel good for about three hours. Yep. What about the fourth hour? But that fourth hour always comes. Come on. It always follows. Because the world can't keep you happy. Mm. It'll just offer you something. Yeah. But it'll never be enough. It'll never be enough. You can't fill a God-sized hole in your heart with anything else other than God. Mm. Only God can fill a God-sized hole. Yeah. So you can try to put all that trash and that garbage in there, but it'll never be enough. You will always be searching for something else. I hear addicts say this all the time. They started with something so simple, like, like marijuana. They started with something simple, but at the end of the day, you'll always crave something stronger. So addicts start with, with marijuana and then they'll go to a pill. Well, then they need to get higher and higher and then they end up being crack addicts and heroin Mm -hmm. addicts because you're always searching for something to fill something inside of you. You're always searching for that next high. Yeah. But then God comes in and he mm. calls you daughter and he calls you son. And that yeah. hole is, is filled immediately. And you don't have to search for next high. You're searching for your next prayer. Yeah. You're searching yeah. for the next time that you get into the word. Mm-hmm. You're searching for the next time that you, that you feel the presence of God. Like yes. you'll, you'll never be satisfied drinking of the world. Yeah. Not only till you get living water. Come on. That you are whole again. Yeah. And you will
0: never thirst again. Never thirst like, again. Like truly,
1: you're mm-hmm. so right. And
0: and it begins really with the childhood, right? Yeah, oh, absolutely. And these, these open doors that really, if you would have told me this two years ago, I wouldn't have understood. Like that these were open doors yeah. for the enemy to come in to, what is his goal? To kill, steal, and destroy, yep. as John 1010 says. So honestly, that high, that thing that you're chasing, if it's the boys, if it's the friend mm-hmm. group, if it is the harder things like drugs, alcohol, self-harming, or even food, like all these things yeah. that are open doors. Just that self-acceptance that you want your parents to love you, Mm
1: -hmm. you know, Yeah.
0: like his ultimate goal is destruction and your death. Yeah. So that starts with the high school parties or the middle school feeling left out or college saying, oh, I better change myself or change my identity Mm -hmm. or God messed up with me. This wasn't what he intended. Right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so he'll slowly distract you. Mm-hmm. to then destroy you yeah but god in a moment like it was for your story was suddenly in this moment <laughs> suddenly it's amazing it's just amazing and so as we look at prayer mm-hmm. and our father yeah. in heaven this can be such a touchy subject for people yeah right mm-hmm. and so this healing process of you of seeing God as father. Now you're a pastor's daughter and you have an earthly father in your life and you still have this other biological father that yes, did help bring you into this world. You have a lot to navigate. Tell me about that area of growth in your life. What does that looked like as being a daughter in many different ways?
1: Yeah. So, uh, unfortunately with my biological father, uh, we have not spoken, um, in a couple of years. Um, When I got born again, I I really tried to reconcile whatever was left because I thought that when you forgive someone, you have to let them back in. Mm, That's good. And so when I first got, you know, born again, I, the Bible says, you know, forgive so you can be forgiven. Right. So I was like, okay, like I'm going to go forgive my biological father. I'm going to go reconcile that. We're going to, you know, have that relationship. It's going to be great. But. It ended up hurting me more yeah. because even though I had changed, unfortunately, he hadn't yet and he was not ready to hear the things of the Lord. So I would try to minister to him and I would try to share the gospel with him. And he he just didn't want any part of it, unfortunately. And it, it's very sad. Yeah. I pray for him daily still, mm. um, but he, he doesn't call anymore. He doesn't reach out anymore. And so um, if you would have, if that would have happened to me before I got born again, I would be absolutely wrecked. I'd be absolutely wrecked. But because now I know, I know God and I, I know the father. It's, it's, it's not my fault. No. That he's not ready for that. And for the longest time I blamed myself. Mm. And so being in that situation grew up with hurt, but because I dealt with the hurt and I, I got, you know, the love of, of love, the love of the the father. Yeah. It's a lot better. Like, it's a lot better now. So With that situation, what I've learned in that certain situation with my biological father is just because you forgive them does not mean you have to invite them back in. Come on. You can love people from a distance. That is truly biblical. And that's healthy for a lot of situations. Absolutely. So although I thought I had to have a relationship with him, I didn't. I just had to forgive him. And I didn't forgive him because what he did was right i forgave him because i wanted to be right mm. so i i forgave him and although we don't talk anymore that that's not on me it's not because yep. i have the love of the father and i pray for him daily and i forgive him so that's why i learned in that situation now being a pastor's kid <laughs> <laughs> whole nother conversation right that girl is <laughs> girl I... <laughs> it's a fun one that's Fun's a, fun a good one. word right that's a fun one um and it's not like i'm just any pastor's kid right right that's right i'm like a pastor's kid of of a very well-known
0: pastor right so it's more in the spotlight it's not just like the the church i grew up in with Mm -hmm. 50 people on a good day yeah you know what i'm saying actually probably a christmas service you know like
1: christmas Easter's. the christmas come out the Mm -hmm. christmas Mm -hmm. easters oh yeah christmas easter people come in yeah (laughs) um (laughs) So, uh, yeah, that it—it's fun. It's fun. I think what I've learned, being a past a pastor's kid, is um, people will put expectations on you, and as a child, that can be very crumbling. Yeah, it, it can crumble you. Mm-hmm. It really can because you'll get caught up with trying to have this persona about you and and what you look like and how you talk, and and people are like, well. Why aren't you in the ministry, or why mm. don't you do this, or and so people put expectations on you, and that can be very, it can weigh you down very, very quickly. So what I've learned through that, being a daughter of a pastor's kid, is what other people say just don't matter. That's and right. I know we hear that all the time, but until you have a real a revelation of what that looks like, you, you'll you'll never understand it fully so I pray whoever's like listening right now that you have a revelation of who God is and who God says you are yes because that is so important because other people will put expectations on you other people will word curse you other mm-hmm. people will say that stuff but it, it doesn't matter what matters is how the father looks at you so I had to learn that yeah while being a pastor's kid because because he is so well known I think people like expect me to like be some other famous preacher you know it's like they expect yeah. greatness out of me like a they, cookie cutter like yes. oh if you're this way if he's this way you, you should have be- to be that way right and like it leaves it also leaves room for me to feel like i i can't make mistakes not mm. not sin right because we you know be holy for i am holy so i'm not saying it, it gives me like a gateway to sin right because i you know not necessarily we'd not need to do that Mm-mm. what i'm saying is I feel like because I was under a spotlight, any mistake I made would not be put on me, but it would make my dad look bad. Mm. And because I loved him so much, I wanted to make sure that I wasn't the reason somebody was talking about him or somebody was, you know what I mean? Yeah. Persecuting him or whatever that may look like. So I felt like I had to be perfect all the time. Yeah. And I think that's also a reason um, I would party so much because I would party Saturday nights and then I'd Mm -hmm. come to church hungover the next day and sit there all put together and I'd sit there all put together with a smile on my face I I would throw my hands up and worship and Mm -hmm. I would hallelujah and people were like she's such a good pastor's kid little did they know I was literally broken inside but because of the expectations they put on me I felt like I couldn't come to church and be myself wow and God calls us as we are yep and so because of of religion yeah because of religion i'm just gonna speak it plain come on because of religion i felt like i couldn't come be myself yeah and that that is not what god says Mm -hmm. and that is not who god says you are so through that i had to learn that and then just by being a daughter of the most high let's go in that's a lesson every day every day (laughs) that's a learning process every day so i'm still in my learning process Uh with my relationship with with the father so i can't really answer that one because i'm still in it (laughs) and i feel like we're always still gonna be in it we're always growing closer to God and, and towards God and seeking his face mm-hmm. so we're always growing and we're always learning not even lessons but but blessings we're yeah. learning just who the character of God is every single day so yeah no that's good and stewarding his presence yes oh, you know and protecting
0: oh mm. who it, it is a holy beautiful thing and so yeah. we sisters and brothers listen in Y'all, the only way we're going to get to know him is if we're in his word, yes. if we're in the secret place, mm-hmm. if we're in his presence, inviting yeah. him in. Yes. Because it's like, you can say, yeah, sure. Hey, God, come be with me. What's up? Like, mm-hmm. hang out. But are you revering him as your father yeah. in heaven and truly protecting his presence and coming to him? Because there's a difference that really we have to unlearn of like, you know, it's it's mom and dad and then God. I feel like kind of just growing up in the church, it, it taught me that of like yeah. okay mom and dad teach me to pray we're gonna pray around the dinner table and before we go to bed at night and we're gonna go to church because mom and dad said that's good georgie you can't wear your rips jeans to, to church like this is god's house come on yeah. you know just this religious like cookie cutter yeah. of it had to look a certain way mm-hmm. and then now that i my family we've all found freedom yeah. of like hallelujah you know just like Where the spirit of the Lord is there is liberty and freedom. Come on. And there's no going back. Yeah. Right? There's not. And you get to see that all of us, my mom, my dad, siblings, all of us, we're all children mm-hmm. of the father yes he comes first yes so before i'm gonna yap my trapper in the morning and mm-hmm. text mom text everybody go on social media i'm gonna go talk to my father yes and say lord you gave me today's breath my every heartbeat comes from you mm-hmm. even when your girl with all her hair loses one hair you know how we shed our hair yes you know <laughs> my shower wall oh my gosh right and i need to clean you know what i mean it's like oh. Like, I thought about this. He says that he knows every hair on our head. Right. But like, even when that happens, he knows. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. that's the God we serve. Yeah. We need to go hang out with him before we hang out with anybody else. Absolutely. Be in the word before we go out. Mm -hmm. And we have to go out into the world. And so what does that look like for you to spend time with the Lord to get to know him as father? Because as you talked about, like, hey, I'm still living this out. Mm -hmm. But in these lessons that he's teaching us, he speaks. it is a complete lie for us to believe that God doesn't speak. Oh, yeah. We just stopped listening, y'all. It's
1: religion, man. It's religion. Mm-hmm. So
0: tell me about freedom. Tell me about your relationship with him and just listening. What does it look like for you to listen to the voice of your father? What does it sound like?
1: Mm. So God's not schizophrenic, right? So, Come on. So God will use your own voice. So that's where... Being in the secret place is so important because if you want to hear from God, you have to know your shepherd's voice. Yes. But again, he's not schizophrenic, so he will use your voice. Mm -hmm. But you have to be you have to know the father to know, hey, did this come from God? Or did this come from me? And Paul yeah. says to be in the word morning and night, to meditate on the word morning and night, yes. right? So before I came on this podcast, I, I was in the word and I was praying to God. The whole 45 minute drive here, I was like, God, they don't need to hear from me. Yep. They need to hear from you. That's right. And so what I've learned, and I'm preaching on Wednesday, yes! right? So you're actually, <laughs> I'm so I'm actually Praying is actually something I'll be talking about. Oh, so you're going to get on. like a little sneak peek of yes. what I'm going to preach on Wednesday. But, I'm preaching on Matthew 25, oh. uh, uh, the 10 virgins and like how to get oil in your lamps. Come on. Right. How to how to labor and work, which, you know, you don't get saved by works, but faith without works is, is dead. dead. So Come on. Um, if you've been born again, you're going to want to work for the kingdom anyways. Like you Hallelujah. got this holy unction junction to do something. Uh-huh. So so, uh you know, how to get your oil and, and one of the ways to get your oil, it says in first Thessalonians chapter five, pray without ceasing yes hallelujah right so i think some people have this misconception of what prayer looks like because yeah. we see you know like billy graham and they're like oh holy one of heaven oh yeah. holy holy god of the universe uh blesseth this dayeth and uh and no yeah yeah <laughs> I do not pray like that. No, I talk to God like how I'm talking to you right now, Georgia. Like like, hey, and and you friends, like how I'm talking to you right now, friends. Like that is how I talk to God. Yeah, because he's he's my friend. God is my friend and my father. And and take take any relationship that you have right now in your life. Okay, whether that be boyfriend, girlfriend, best friend. For me, husband. For other people, wife. Like whoever's listening, like take every relationship in your life. What is the like the main thing? that helps your relationship communication it's everything communication is everything when chance and i got married i only asked him for for three things three things number one love god more than you love me amen number two be honest with me Mm. and number three communicate with me because if we have those three things as a solid foundation everything else It'll be a piece of cake. Come on. Easy breezy. As long as we're honest with each other and we communicate with each other. Because what I've learned is what you don't put in the light, the enemy can play with in the dark. Come on. So communication is so important and it's what keeps any relationship healthy. Yeah. And so why should our relationship with God be any different? No. It shouldn't be. No. We have a relationship with God, so we have to communicate with God. So like I'll be in my car or I'll be at the grocery store and I'll be like, hey God, <laughs> right? What are you doing? <laughs> what are you up to today? <laughs> what, what, bl- what, what can I do to, to further your kingdom today? Like, Literally. and when you ask him to do that, he blesses that. Yes. Especially what I've learned. Tell me in prayer. George, are you ready for this? Yeah. Holy, glory be to God. Thank you, Lord. God wants to hear his word. Yes. So when you're like praying and you're like, so i hear people say all the time i just feel like god doesn't hear me mm. i just feel like he's not there well sister lou come that on inch of dust on your bible <laughs> it's time to clean her that up. inch of dust on your bible is answering every question that i need to know because if you want to hear from god yep. you want to know what you can you can literally open the bible and read it out loud and you hear the, ver- the voice of god he because is this the is the word of god yes so i could open it up and be like how be that name Oh, that's the voice of God because this is God's word. Yes. This is God's word. And so when you're praying to God, he loves it. When you quote his word, he's like, your he's word like, says, Lord. Yeah. He's like, oh, got me there. You know what I'm saying? And it's yes. not like we're using his word against him because no. we're like, but God, you said this. And so when we say that, God's like, you're right. I did. I and did. Titus one says, I cannot lie. So when you show me what my word says, God is a gentleman and he'll be like, you're right. I did say that. And you know that. So I'm going to bless you because of that. Yeah. And so like when people want more faith and they're praying for more faith. So when I personally went through my own, you know, crushing and pressing process of faith, I would read Hebrew- Hebrews 11. <gasps> the hall of faith <gasps> is yes, what I call the it. The hall of Abraham's faith. Abraham's faith and Moses' faith. And and mm-hmm. when you ask for faith like that, you don't, ju- don- don't just be like, God, I want faith like Abraham. Well, what did Ab- Abraham's faith looks like? Come on. Because where Abraham's faith is comes Abraham's wilderness experience. Ooh. So you also got to be careful what you ask for. Oh, for sure. Too. Because God would be like, all right, you got to make sure you know what you're asking for because I'll give it to you. Uh-huh. But like when we ask for faith like that, use God's word. When we yeah. pray for faith like that, we God, I want faith like Abraham that if you were to ask me to sacrifice my son, I would have so much faith in you that you would resurrect Ooh. him. Come on. That's what Hebrews 11 says. Yeah. Abraham had so much faith in god that he believed if he did have to sacrifice him that god would resurrect isaac Mm -hmm. there was no resurrection in the old testament no 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 no. (laughs) how did abraham even know what resurrection but he believed believed god so much for it and so when we pray give glory to god praise his name and then use his word in your prayers and your life will, will drastically change mm-hmm. and i also want to go on record and say having a prayer language really comes in come handy on. come on come <laughs> on because Pray the you Spirit Spirit don't know what to say times. that's what i'm saying when you don't know what to say the holy spirit's like i got this sister like let me take over and he'll make an yeah. intercession for you so yes. you know the prayer language is is amazing to have too in that's your in god's life. word it, it is. says that. It is.
0: So go back to the word. Yes. He is a man of the word. Mm-hmm. And that's how you get to know his heart and his character yes. that can fill all those gaps that the world failed you in. Yeah. From a father yeah. figure to the bottle to the pills, whatever, yeah. to the other boy in high school that you tried to fill that hole with. Yeah. I get it. I've been there. Oh, yeah. But I've tasted and seen. Yes. I've tasted mm. and seen. And I can't go back. Yeah. <laughs> you know the lyric, um, I searched the world. But it couldn't, it couldn't fill me. me. You know, yeah. I searched high and low, right? Me so too, did you.
1: Yeah. And so
0: we're here to testify. Yes. We're here to say we have found better. Mm-hmm. There is an answer. There is a solution. And his name is Jesus. Yes. No one can come to the Father except through Jesus. Mm-hmm. It is all about Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so I think there's so many beautiful things we can can glean from this because you've got our sisters and brothers out there that are pastor's kids. We've got the ones that maybe do not have a father in the home. Right. And then there's, there's people like me that like I'm over here just like, okay, my home had a mama and daddy, but we're all still growing. Right. We're all still shedding off that religion. Mm -hmm. We're trying to learn what does it mean for us individually to honor my father and mother, yeah. right, as scripture says. But for me also as their daughter, what does it look like for me to pray for them? Yeah, What does it oh, look like good. for me to respect them yeah. in this season of also knowing this is something that's been so freeing for me. I'm not a mama yet. I know you are. <laughs> I'm a new mom. Yes, you are. And we love it. And it's just amazing that whenever I'm nannying or just seeing mm-hmm. babies, I always tell the parent like if they're like, oh, my kid's struggling with this or, oh, this yeah. is just so hard. I'm not in that position. So I don't fully know. Mm-hmm. I can't understand. Right. Yeah. But from my heart where I stand, I'm like, well, what's amazing is before they're yours, they're God's. Yeah. And just know that he loves them so much more mm-hmm. yeah. than you could. And I can't imagine how much
1: you feel. Cause it's your a heart different grows. Kind of love. Tell me, yeah. tell me. It's a different kind of love, man. Like, uh, I- you know Toby he's not biologically mine Toby yeah. was adopted into the family I adopted Toby so because through Toby though I completely understand the love of God because when we get born again we're adopted Come into on, the kingdom of heaven yes. So I I I have a revelation of of the love of God because of that And it's a different kind of love I'll tell you like I I have the love of my husband that is a different kind of love that I can't really explain the love of a husband it's like a deeper level and then I have the love of God which that in and of itself is like I could go on for hours about that Uh but because I'm a new mom like I have this love it's almost as if you have you when you have a child you have to put your needs aside like they come first in your life like you're yeah. responsible for a literal human being their life isn't like hands. their life is <laughs> in your hands and so th- that love is is completely different i don't even know how to explain that love man yeah. it's like it's yeah. so humbling too though because like you're literally in charge of a human life it's kind of crazy
0: yeah and our human life is in his hands. Yes. And he wanted us. Like, he mm-hmm. wanted us. And I think that's such a beautiful secret yeah. to looking at Matthew 6 of our Father in Heaven. Mm-hmm. The disciples, the only thing they asked Jesus to teach them was how to pray. Yeah. and Because they saw him praying and they're like, we want that. Yeah. Like, how do you do like, that? Like, I saw you raise a dead person. I right. saw you cast out them devils. But... The way you're talking to the Father, I want that. I want to
1: learn how to do that. Yeah. So he
0: said, when you pray, pray like this. Mm-hmm. And he could have said, mighty one, all great and powerful. Yeah. But he didn't. Mm-mm. He could have. All those things are true. Mm-hmm. But yeah. he said, Father. Mm-hmm. And that's the secret here yeah. of coming to him, seeing him as the Father. On this side of heaven, we may not have that perfect example. I know. Mm-hmm. But guess what? I'll fall short of his glory anyway. So yeah. you weren't going to have that to begin Hallelujah. with. So... To the friend out there, we're going to land our plane, that coming in, that is like, okay, Kiara, I hear you. Georgia, I hear you, sisters. But I, I've i really never explored prayer before. Like you said, I don't pray like Billy Graham. I'm not thous and these and Mm-mm. all that stuff. I'm kind of, for lack of better words, scared to come because I've been so hurt. What would you say to that friend that's like, I'm actually gonna give this a chance.
1: Yeah. Like I said, when you when you talk to God, yeah, it's it's just talking like you would to anybody else. It's not scary. It's not scary. No. It's. It, I don't know about y'all, but I talk to myself in the mirror. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like I'll like practice speeches or yeah. like practice something, and because it's me, I feel so comfortable because yeah, I'm just like talking to myself. And like, that's almost how it is with God. Like it's, it's so comfortable. It's so safe. Yeah. You don't have to worry about the judgment of man when you talk to God. Come on. You know what I mean? And and Psalms 91 says, be in the secret place Mm. of the most high God. So get in your closet or your car or your bedroom and shut the door and just talk out loud. Yeah. It it may honestly seem weird at first. Mm -hmm. The first time I did it, I was like, this is so weird. (laughs) But then the more open you are to a relationship with God, the more he comes in and helps you. Yeah. And that is something I've definitely learned because he said, come to me, all who are heavy and burdened, and I will give you rest. And so when you come to the Father, you can you can come with an expectation because that's what he promised. And yeah. his promises are yes and amen. Yeah. Yes and amen. So when you go to God, it it's nothing huge and fancy Mm-mm. no it's just god sometimes all you have to say is is jesus yeah and he and sometimes them. all you have to say is his son jesus Whew. i need you i i'm having a bad day jesus
0: that's so powerful he just wants you to come yeah take off the filter mm-hmm. take off the makeup take off the expectations of what they think about yeah. you or what you're trying to prove to all them mm because you're so hurt yeah you are loved already we love because he first loved us yes so you don't have to work for this love Mm-mm. it's already yours if you just say i'll receive this gift because it is a gift he is a giver it's yes. who he is he he gave his son for right. you for god so loved the world he gave he gave he wants you mm-hmm. so with that on the table it's already yours he loves you yeah just pick it up and say yes mm-hmm. And just enter his gates with praise and thanksgiving. Amen. And we just love y'all. This is so fun. I'm just this so has been happy. So, so fun. Kira, you're just overflowing. That's what's amazing. He never asked us to pour out. He just said, mm-hmm. live in the overflow. Just be, yeah. be my kid. Mm-hmm. Be my kiddo. I like to call them kingdom kiddos. We're kingdom kiddos. Kingdom kiddos. I love and that. And we're God's girls. Yes. You know what I mean? And like with that comes an authority. With mm-hmm. that comes an anointing. Yes. And a blessing. Yes. because we have the father's blessing. Right. Mm-hmm. And so it's just amazing. And I usually never ask this, but Kiara, can you please tell our friends how old you are? Because I don't think that they would understand this journey of truly suddenly means suddenly. Yeah. And he's done such a mighty work in your life and wisdom. Truly don't let anyone look down upon you because you're young. So, okay. How old? Yeah. I just turned 20 a <laughs> month ago. Yes, you did. Oh, I actually wanted to, to hit on this. Okay. You remember the weekend of your birthday? Yes. We had so much fun, y'all. Yes. It was so fun. But you know what this girl wanted to do for her birthday? She wanted to have a worship night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she wanted to worship King Jesus into mm-hmm. a new decade. Yeah. So that was Saturday and then Sunday morning. Can you little paraphrase what you said from the platform that was filled with truly, it was a holy roar. It was a beautiful mm. moment. Goosies from head to toe.
1: Yeah, so uh, like Georgia was saying, so my birthday was on a Saturday, Uh and uh, I made Georgia go to lunch with me Uh (laughs) and some friends. So we went to, uh, we live in Nashville, right? So we went to Nashville, and we went downtown, and we just had like a a really cute. Girls' um, Day. Girls' Day, yeah, Girls' (laughs) Day. And then uh, we went back home. And I really just wanted to have like a bonfire and worship night. Like I just wanted to worship the Lord with some of my friends. And when, you know, we invited, I lead the young adults ministry. So we invited some of the young adults and we just all like sat around a campfire and, and just sang about the Lord and fellowshiped. And that's how I wanted to enter. A new decade, my second decade of my life. That's how I wanted to enter into it. And then that following um, Sunday, the next next morning, uh, we went to church and I did the announcements. So I was already on stage and I was, you know, hey, this is what we have coming up. Oh, by the way, <laughs> I just turned 20. <laughs> so I basically just kind of gave the rundown of my testimony. And I just said, uh, the only thing that's different this year is uh, on my birthday is this is the first year that i celebrated my birthday not in bondage not in bondage i had full deliverance and healing by the power of the name of jesus and the power of the holy ghost and this is my first year my first birthday that i am not weighed down by the things of this world or the oppression from the enemy i'm not weighed down by it anymore my my chains had fallen my prison walls fell down and I just shared a little bit of my testimony. And then we sang this song. The, the, the enemy, enemy thought he had me. Hey, but Jesus said you are mine. Are mine. <laughs> it was so awesome. So we sang a little bit of that song. And I mean, it was so beautiful. It was so beautiful. But man, when you fully come to know the Father. And you fully come to know the character of God. Yeah. And you talk to him. Because cause we are kingdom kiddos. Yeah. He just wants to hear from us. Yeah. So, once, man, it's so beautiful, so amazing.
0: He already knows.
1: Yeah. He already knows. He just wants to hear us. Yeah, he wants to hear it from you. So just come.
0: Enter his gates. Mm-hmm. Come. Just come. Kiara, yeah. I love you so daggum much. <laughs> it ain't even funny. You are one of my besties for the resties. And each and every day, I just want to further his kingdom to share his light and what he's done in our lives Mm. and push back hell and watch the Lord do the good work that only he can do by his power and through his might. And so
1: girl, what's coming up this year? (sighs) Hallelujah. Georgia, I love you so much. Such sweet spirit. Y'all. I love Georgia. (laughs) Okay. All right, (laughs) y'all. Exciting news. This is like the first time I gave a little teaser about it on my Instagram. Yesterday, but this is like the first time I'm actually talking about it. So you guys get a sneak peek of what's (laughs) coming. Um, but I will be hosting a young adults conference uh, in June. <laughs> it's going to be June 16th and 17th is for ages 18 to 25. Um, it's absolutely free and everybody is welcome. We Come have on. amazing speakers coming in. We have Georgia leading a worship session. <laughs> so I am super excited about that. Um, it's called Fire Fall Conference because we just want the fire of the Holy Ghost to yeah, fall upon us and for God to open up the heavens and to just pour out his spirit upon this generation because i truly believe that this generation has something to say yeah. of the lord and and god is raising up lions and lioness and we are going to roar for the kingdom but we got to start somewhere we got to get filled up we got to have that that spark inside of us and that flame inside of us so so people all around the united states can it, or, or the countries hallelujah come i prophesy that let's go <laughs> countries <laughs> to come and just get a little bit of the fire of the holy ghost and to take it back with them to the nation. because something about a wildfire is you can't contain it it just spreads and it spreads and so it just starts with a little flame and so i welcome all of you to come come on um and just get a little bit of that of that holy ghost fire and to just spread it among the among the nation and let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Hallelujah. Let yeah. the redeemed of the Lord say so. Uh, and like Georgia, like you said, don't let anybody despise your youth. You know, it Come says on. that in Timothy. Let no man despise your youth. So, yeah, we might be young adults and the, the world may look at us like, oh, y'all are just a bunch of college kids. Y'all don't know any better. Let I, I think that it's the time that people stop looking at us like that. Come on. And we show them that, hey, the same God you serve is the same God I serve. And I don't have religion. Come on. (laughs) Yeah, there's no junior holy spirit yeah this is junior holy spirit this is full on ready to go
0: yes locked and loaded yes and so the time is now like you said this conference is f-r-e-e free if it's free it's for me (laughs) y'all yes you better come come to tennessee like we want to hug your necks we want to see Uh, you face to face and mm. see the power of god on display in and through your life Mm. and we want to to really like cultivate that because that is special and sacred and we need each other. Like, that's why Kiara's hosting this and putting this on. And you're going to hear an incredible word from her and so many other amazing speakers. And so, again, is that June 16th and 17th? Yes of 2023 yep. it'll be here before you know it you can sign up The all the information will be in the show notes and all mm-hmm. over kiara's social media and i'll be blasting it as well because i just i'm so excited me too sister because the lord's been speaking about this for a while mm-hmm. and so where can our friends follow you i know you're on the talk ticks TikToks. talk ticks. and so girl tell us where our friends can find you
1: okay so my ad is the same on tiktok and instagram it's kiara.clark that's c-h-i-a-r-a dot c-l-a-r-k so you can find me on tiktok and instagram i will be blasting it from the rooftops uh Uh, so you guys can i'm also coming out with a website this week so um i'm sure georgia will have that in the show notes and in all of our instagram so you can register online and like georgia said f-r-e-e free for me. So you guys all come. We would love to have you and hug your necks and pray over you and and just minister to you because we love you guys. Georgia, thank you so much for having me on this podcast. It was such a beautiful time with you.
0: And the father loves you, daughter.
1: Friend, thank you
0: so much for spending a little bit of your time today with me and Kiara. Don't you love her? She is the real deal. So seriously, follow her on social media. And if you do the TikTok, you should totally follow her on there too. She's incredible. And really, we really mean it when we say we would love to hug your neck. If you hear this episode before June 16th and 17th, come on, sign up for the Firefall Conference. It's going to be amazing. And we're just so grateful for you. I pray this episode brought you freedom and healing and just permission to come. He loves you so much. And before we go, I'd love to pray for you. Lord God, my Father, our Father in heaven, I thank you for loving us and for calling us daughter. And with that comes this position of we get to come to you as a kid, as a child. So, Lord, I just pray right now to every friend under the sound of my voice that hearts would be softening, eyes would be opening, and truly you would come in. That truly you would woo your children back to your heart. Places that have been hurt, wounded, people that have truly hurt your children, God. I just pray that you would come in like a father like only you can that your children would say come in lord that truly as you knock on the door of their heart god that they would turn the knob maybe for the first time and say come in lord may your children begin to take you at your word god your promises are yes and amen and you say come to me all you who are weary and heavy laden and i will give you So, God, I thank you for that rest, that supernatural rest, and that truly, suddenly, that immediately that we read throughout Scripture, that what you do for one man, God, you do for another. So, Lord, I just pray that our friends would come to you and see you as their Father in heaven because that is who you are and who the sun sets free is free indeed. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. So I just pray freedom over my friends. And I just pray that any assignment of the enemy that is trying to come to kill, steal, and destroy will be canceled, null, and void in Jesus' name. So God, I just pray that my friends would do the next right thing that you were calling them to do. Maybe if it's even just coming back to your heart and hearing your voice or getting back into that small group or inviting that friend to come sit at lunch or to say yes to that dream and desire that the Lord has been stirring on your heart, but you've been saying no. (laughs) Listen to his voice. God, I just pray that your children would hear your voice and heed to it and obey to it quickly. God, I thank you. I thank you for Kiara for the calling you have upon her life. I thank you for the conference that she is hosting. And I just am so grateful for her friendship. She's just awesome. You have incredible children, God. We love you. And it's in your son's perfect and holy name that we pray. Amen. Friends, I love you so much. And I cannot wait to see you next week. We're going to continue in this prayer series. So make sure you're subscribed wherever you listen to podcasts or here on YouTube. And we will see you next week. But until then. Do not forget, there is a song on your heart only you can sing. Your voice is important.